I'm thankful to be here, thankful to have this opportunity. And uh, after preacher mentioned it to me, and I got my boss to let me off, and everything, I got to praying and thinking about what God would have me to preach. And if you ever needed the Lord to to confirm something in your in your heart, every song was about what I'm going to preach about, which is about the faithfulness of God. And uh, the Lord is is truly faithful. I'm going to be in Genesis 39. Genesis 39, and just while you're while you're turning there, uh, it picks up right where, where where chapter 37 leaves off. And if we uh, if we were to turn over to chapter 37 and look there, we see that that Joseph is 17 years old whenever uh, the calamity, if you will, befalls him. And then if we were to turn over to chapter 41 and we were to look, we would see that that whenever he finally uh, gets raised to the elevation of being the second in Egypt, so to speak, that that uh, he's he's 30 years old. And so uh, he spent two years in prison. And so we have about an 11-year gap there, our period here in, in chapter 37 of uh, of the things that take place in, in Joseph's life. And as I, as I began to look at chapter 37, uh, it could be said that you could see the faithfulness of Joseph to God. You could, you could go through each verse and in each situation, and you can see the faithfulness that Joseph had to God. And then it could also be said that you could go through these same verses, and you could see the faithfulness that God had uh, to Joseph. If if you look back in 37, God's not mentioned much there. There's not much mention of God there, but he's all in chapter 39. He, he's continuously mentioned in, in 39, if you will. If you look at verse 2, it says, uh, says the Lord uh, was with Joseph. And he was prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Then, if you will, if you look at verse 3, about middle ways there, it says, The Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Then, if you will, if you look at verse 5 again, and about the middle ways, it says, And the Lord blessed Egypt, the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the, and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that had in the house and in the field. And if you will, you can even look at verse 21. It says, And the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keepers. And then in verse 23 again, we see that the Lord was with him. Uh, And again, they made it prosperous or prospered him. And so all the way through chapter 39, we have where, where you cannot speak of Joseph, so to speak, without seeing that first that the Lord was with him. And secondly, that the Lord blessed him, that the Lord made him prosper. And so, uh, if you will, just my, my, my first point, if you will, is just look at verse 1. It says, And Joseph was brought down uh, to Egypt uh, to Potiphar, an officer of the Pharaoh, captain of the guard uh, of the Egyptians, brought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought uh, him down thither. And the Lord was, uh, was with Joseph, and he made and was a prosperous man, made him a prosperous man, uh, and he was in the house of his master, uh, the Egyptian. And so you've kind of got to back up to 37 to kind of understand uh, where we, we start in verse 1, but, but we all kind of know the story, I'm more than sure, uh, that, that his, his brothers had, had betrayed him, they had thrown him down into a pit, they had took that, that coat of many colors, they had dipped it, they had uh, defrauded their father, they had kind of debated amongst themselves, what are we going to do with Joseph? We need to, we need to do something with him. 
Judah kind of stepped in and said, look, we're not going to kill him, but we'll, we'll sell him. We'll try to make a little profit off of him. And so they sold him to the Ishmaelites. And so uh, here we just have stated the facts, if you will. He, he got sold to the Ishmaelites. Then he turned around and he got sold to the Egyptian. And that's kind of where the Bible kind of kind of leaves it. But it doesn't kind of show the, the emotional state, if you will, of Joseph. And, and as I got to thinking about this, he's a 17-year-old kid. He, uh, he's, he's been beloved by his father. He's, he's, uh, he's been given dreams and visions. And, and God showed him uh, kind of the will that he had for his life. And, and he thought that, that, uh, that his family, that his siblings, that, that his father, that all these other people, that they would be excited about what God had showed him. And so he, he shared it with them. And, and they weren't excited. They weren't excited. His siblings were jealous because of these visions that he had. His father even got a little upset about this particular vision. And, and, uh, and, and so these things uh, befalled him because of the fact that he was, he was, he was in the will of God. He was, he was sharing the things that God had, had showed him. And, and he, he thought that these people that he loved the most in the world, that they'd be happy for him. And, uh, and, and, and they weren't. They, they, they were jealous. And so they, they cast him down in that thing. Can you just imagine that, that it would be hard if, if you find yourself, and prom I promise you, at some point in your life, as you try to live the Christian life, as you try to move forward, uh, those of you that are saved, as you begin to try to move forward in life, and God begins to show you the will of God for your life and, and the direction you want to go, there's going to be friends, there's going to be family members, there's going to be people that are jealous of what God's doing with you. Then there's going to be people that, 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 that just think you're crazy. And, and there's going to be things that, that happen in your life that that, that that faithfulness that you got to God right now, all right, it's going to be tested, all right? And, and it's going to come to a point to where it's going to be hard sometimes to stay faithful. You might even uh, battle within your own mind about whether or not it's worth being faithful. But I can tell you that it, even, though, even though Joseph found himself in that place, and, and I'm sure that that, that that despairingness, that that, that loneliness, that, that unknowingness, I mean, imagine, he's 17 years old, he's been sold into slavery, and now he's been bought by an Egyptian, and he doesn't know what's going to befall him. He doesn't know what's going to be asked of him. He doesn't know if God's going to be with him, or if any of these things are going to take place. But he, but he continues to be faithful to it, what he what he's been taught, what he's learned, what's been shown to him. And, and he continues on. And we find out in verse 2 uh, that the Lord was with him, uh, that the Lord did, did bless him to be a prosperous man. And then as those, as those problems come about, he, he begins to, to exemplify that, that, that great character, if you will. And, and this is kind of getting a point ahead of the, ahead of the cart, so to speak, but, but you cannot know whether or not you're a faithful individual a faithful young man or a faithful young lady until you are tested. All right? Uh, whenever those tests come, that's whenever you find out whether or not you're faithful, whether or not, whether or not you'll do the things. And, and I promise you, God's going to be faithful to you. All right? There's no doubt of that. As, as we've already heard in the songs, as we've already heard through Scripture, uh, God's going to be faithful. He's going to be faithful to His Word. He'll honor His Word above His name. He'll, he'll do the things that He said He'll do. Uh, and, and this is the thing, though. Uh, the next point is, is uh, he was faithful. He was faithful in in, pro, in prospering. As God prospered him, he didn't get the big hit. He didn't he didn't think of himself as somebody. He didn't. I don't believe that Joseph thought. Well, it's because of me that these things are happening. It's because of my ability 
that these things are happening. It's because of my knowledge that these things are happening. But I believe he understood that it was because the Lord was with him and because of the fact that, and again, this is maybe getting ahead of things, but, but I believe Joseph, just through reading the text, just through going through the entire text, I believe he purposed in his life that he was going, there were certain things that weren't going to happen and there were certain things he was going to do and there was a certain way he was going to live his life. As I, as I began to study through this, I thought about Daniel and it says that he purposed in his heart. And of course, we know that's a small thing that he purposed in his heart. He wasn't going to eat the king's meat. He was going to do it, do it the way God had said do it. But hey, purposing in your heart to live for God now, right now, is important. Alright, go ahead and draw those lines. Take the, take the Word of God. Go through the Word of God. Find out your, your convictions. Find out your standards. Find out your preferences. Whatever you want to call it. And, and go ahead and draw those lines right now and, 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 and live by them. And, uh, and, and whenever those, those trials and those tribulations come your way, whenever those problems come, whenever uh, prosperity comes, whenever all those things come, don't compromise on them. All right, don't don't say you know what uh, I know I draw this line way back there, but but uh, but right now it'd be more convenient if I did this. Can I tell you something? That we live in a society of people that 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 talk about what they believe and what they profess, but it, but they only believe it and profess it as long as it's convenient. And then whenever that tough time comes, you see them kind of step back and and begin to to slip and begin to compromise on that. I. I promise you that if you stay faithful to God, once again, He'll stay faithful to you, no matter how hard it comes. And so uh, we see that He stayed, he stayed, uh, he stayed faithful through prospering. And again, I won't go through reading those verses, but, but 2 and 3, we see where He prospered Him and, and so forth. But, but I want to get down to the, to the kind of the, the heart of what God kind of helped me with. And I promise I'll be as careful as I can and, and you try to use the, the right the right language and, and, and things of that nature, but he was faithful to him in spite of the pressure that came. And if you will, we'll, we'll skip down to verse 7. And verse 7 says this, it says, uh, And it came to pass that after, after the things that his master's wife cast her eye upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. And he refused and said un, unto his master's wife, Behold, my master, uh, what not uh, with what is with me in the house and he has committed all that he has into my hand and there is none greater uh, in this house than I uh, now hast thou kept back anything from me but thee because thou art his wife how then can I do this great wickedness uh, and sin against God uh, and it came to pass as, the, as, the, as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he Hearken not unto her to lie by, by her or to be with her. And it came to pass after this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she cast him and she caught him by his garment and said, Lie with me. And he left his garment uh, in her hand and fled uh, and got at, and got him out, and so uh, we see that that there's great pressure, or better word maybe that you maybe understand better. There was a, a great temptation came his way. Now, I want to say this because 
because I, I feel like it's it's important to say this that that even though this great temptation came his way, he had already purposed in his heart. We can see in the way he responded to it. We can see in the way that he 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 talked about the things he wouldn't do. It says in verse eight that he he refused her. It says in in verse nine, uh, uh, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Now, whenever I got to thinking about this, I thought about this. I thought about the fact that Joseph, he wasn't worried about the consequences. He wasn't worried about necessarily getting caught. But he was, and, and you, know, you know, he talks about Potiphar, and he talks about his master, and how he couldn't do that against his master. But, but in verse 9, he says, it was because it was a, to sin against God. It's because it was sin that he wouldn't do it. All right? And that, that's something that he had purposed in his heart, that he didn't want to sin against God. That he, that, that he, first off, he refused her. And he was strong in that refusal. And then, whenever she, day by day, she kept pressing him. She kept pressing him. That temptation kept coming his way. And that's going to happen to you. As, you. as you get older, there's going to be things that come in your life. All right? There'll be, there'll be situations that you find yourself in. And they'll begin to press on you every single day. You, you know, as well as I do, you look at a TV, you look at a phone, you look at a iPad, you look at anything, all right, you, you, you pull up one of those free games on, on your thing and there's an advertisement that pops up on it. Or you go into Facebook and there's advertisements that pop up there. And, and there's just, you're bombarded day after day. No matter how old you are, you're bombarded day after day with these, with these temptations. All right? And, and, and God kind of worked on my heart about this. He said, he, he, this is, and he didn't necessarily say it in a volatile voice, but he sort of worked on my heart with about this. He said, you know what, if you can't handle that, get rid of it. All right? And some people might say, well, I need that device for my job. Well, get a different job. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. If you're going to stay faithful to God, if you're going to do what God wants you to do in your life, then there's going to have to be some things that you're going to have to do away with. There have to be people you have to do away with. There have to be friends you have to do away with, devices. Anything of that nature to keep yourself away from that temptation because let me tell you something. It wasn't because of Joseph's character or because of Joseph's will that he was able to face down this temptation, but it was because of God and it was because of the fact that he was in the will of God and it was because of the fact that, again, he had, he had I believe, purposed that he wasn't going to sin against God. He wasn't going to allow that thing to happen. And so we see that, that he's, he's faithful in that pressure. But if you will, if you turn it over to... to uh, and you don't necessarily have to turn there. I'll just read it to you. But if you turn over to, to uh, Proverbs chapter 30, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 7 and, and 8, it says, Two things have I, have I required of thee. Deny me, deny me them before, not before I die. Uh, remove from me uh, vanity and lies, and give neither poverty nor riches. Feed me, uh, uh, feed me with food convenient for me. Now, in, in Brother Joe interpretation, that means don't bless me too much, but don't bless me too little, and give me just enough. Provide all my needs just enough to where I'll stay faithful to you and I won't forget about you. Alright? And that's what he's telling us there. And I believe that's what he did with Joseph. Alright? He blessed him just enough that he'd remember that God was there. And he didn't bless him too much that he'd forget where his blessings come from. Because see, we shouldn't get caught up on the things that we get on the blessings themselves, but we should always remember the blesser. All right, we should remember the one in which we receive it from. And, and see, 
That, that's what happens whenever you get in that pressure or whenever you get into that, you get prosperous or you get into problems. Sometimes we forget that, you know, even though we're living for the will of God and even though we're in the will of God maybe, and even though we're doing everything just like we know we're supposed to be doing it, problems still going to come. Trials are still going to come. All right, whenever we're living in those good times, whenever we're prosperous and God's blessing us and seems like ain't nothing can stop us and all that sort of thing, we can't stop and forget the fact that that he was still with us in those problems and he's still with us in the prosperity. And then when that temptation or that pressure comes, whenever we get in that pressure pot, that's whenever most Christians decide to cry out to him. All right, they, they seem to forget him through the, through, the bad, I mean, through the good times and only remember him through the bad times. And, uh, and, then, and then once he makes it good again or once everything kind of irons out, then they kind of go back into their, their, uh, their, their way of life, if you will, their normal habitation. But can I, can I please, please, if you take away anything from this, take away the fact that, that he's God all day, every day. All right? He loves you more than anything on the face of God's earth. And Joseph is one of those, those faithful examples. I know that he wasn't perfect. I know he probably did something that displeased God. And, but all the way through the text, we see him to be a great example of the Lord Jesus Christ. I even bought a, a commentary just so I could read the hundred different types that he had chosen to be like Christ. But can I tell you that there's no greater faithful example than the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no greater example. He was faithful to, to suffer the cross. He was faithful to humble, humble himself down and to, and to hang between heaven and earth and to pay that price for you. And as already been said, he was faithful to pay that wrath, that, that, that chastisement that was to come your way. He was faithful to be able to give you that grace that will help you along your journey. He was even merciful enough that he was able to, I look at this as he laid out mercy and he removed all the obstacles so that you could get to that grace. All right, And so that mercy removes all those obstacles he, so that you can get to that grace so that you can eventually live faithful to God. And, and, and this is the thing, that God, God didn't promise us. My, my granddaddy used to tell me this all the time. He used to say, don't let them see you sweat on your first cruise. Now, he was in the military. And, that, and he, he said that a lot of times that whenever you go into battle, you know, they'll, they'll talk big. You know, soldiers talk real big about what they're going to do. And then just before they get into battle and they're on one of those transfer things, they kind of fall apart a little bit. Some of them do, you know what I mean? Mentally, they just kind of fall apart. They don't know what they're going to face. I mean, they could die, all right? But if you say that just remember your training and, uh, and just remember, don't let them see you sweat, all right? And that, I'm, I'm going to apply that to your Christian life, all right? Remember how you've been trained. Remember the things that you've heard preached. Remember your Bible reading. Remember... Uh, whatever it may be in your life that, that, that the people that have, have tried to invest in you, remember what they've invested in you. All right? Remember all those things. And even whenever that pressure comes, don't let them see you sweat. Just apply those things. Let those things become as, as muscle memory, if you will. Whenever a trial comes, just remember you know, that, that this person invested in me. I remember this person prayed at church and this person was faithful to, 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 to always pray for the sick or whatever. We, we need those people, all right? Try to, try to exemplify those people that, that, that you see around you each and every day that are living for God. And don't, don't try to emulate this world, all right? Can I tell you, the biggest, the biggest thing that I had problems with, and, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, was that 
was that my mama was a good lady. She was a good, faithful lady. She loved the Lord, all right? But she didn't always live it. 24-7, she didn't always live it, all right? There was things that she did that was against what the Bible said, all right? There was things that my granddaddy did that were against what the Bible said, all right? And so I can tell you this much, that, that I decided as a young man, right then, I decided I want to be the same all the time. I want to be, I want to be exactly what God wants me to be 24-7, no matter who's looking, no matter what. And one thing that she did say to me that, that I believe stuck with me is that used to, she used to go over to my aunt's or whatever, and it's like three miles down the road, and she'd leave me at the house by myself. All right, now, I don't recommend that, but nonetheless, she'd leave me about a, at the house by myself. And she'd tell me, she'd say, I might not be here, but he's watching. Talking about the Lord. He's watching you. And so, so you be good. And as I got older, I forgot that. But then, like I said, like I, like I testified earlier, whenever I got to be a 15-year-old boy, that, 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 that young lady that I went to church with, she reminded me that he was always watching. And so I began to purpose in my heart that, that no matter what problems come, no matter what what, what prosperity comes my way, no matter what pressures may come my way, that God's still watching me. He's still God. He ain't forgot about me. All right? He's not forgot about his promises in his word. He'll, he'll execute those promises. He'll do exactly what he said he'll do. All right? And so as you, as you go on and continue on in life, all I can tell you is that it don't necessarily get any easier. All right? But it don't necessarily get any better either. All right, because living in the, in the will of God is the best thing I've ever done in my life. Whenever I surrendered myself to, to, to wanting to be what God wanted me to be, when I surrendered myself to, to, to do the things that, that I knew was right, even though it wasn't necessarily the fun thing to do. All right, I didn't, I didn't have people. All right, now, I, I, I love the fact that people draw lines now, and I see I don't have any children of my own, but I see people draw lines with their children. I love that. All right. I love the fact whenever people say, look, you ain't doing that, or we ain't going here, or this, that, and that. I love that. And i tell you why, because I didn't necessarily have anybody that drawed lines for me. Now, she sheltered me as much as she could, and she kept me out of, out of a whole lot of trouble. All right, but, but there wasn't no lines drawn on what I could necessarily watch on TV. There wasn't necessarily any lines drawn on, uh, on who I could hang out with, or where I could go, or any of those sort of things. And, and, uh, and so, I like that. And so, uh, as, a, as, a, as a young adult, I began to draw my own lines and say, look, I'm not going to go here and I'm not going to do this. And, and this is the way it's going to be. And, and I'm not trying to say that, uh, that I've made a, a hundred of it, because I ain't. All right? I've come a long way all right, from whenever I started working with Brother Billy Ray years ago, all right? uh, being that guy that, that wore that particular shirt that I shouldn't have been wearing. All right? And he had to call me in his office and tell me, say, look, you think that's what a Christian would wear? And I, I had to think about that thing. I went home and I burned it. All right? I did. I went home and I burned it. Now, I'm not going to tell you that's because of the fact that God told me to do that, but because of the fact that, that I respected Brother enough that I did that. But now, now, I'm able to see the fact that that's not the way you should conduct yourself. All right? He, he brought me from, 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 from Materials that I used to use, that I took into my body every single day, all right. Uh, things that, that nicotine and things of that nature that, that I shouldn't have did, all right. But but he delivered me from those things, and he 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 purposed in my heart. He helped me to see in the scriptures that those are things you shouldn't do, 
And so I want to tell you that don't give in to peer pressure. Don't give in to your buddies. Don't give in to, to those, those habits that you, that you might have people around you that do every single day. All right? Because guess what? That's not what God wants you to do. That's not what God wants you to do. He wants you to, I want you to, to live the, the cleanest, purest life you can get. And this is the last thing, if you will. Look at his, look at his response. We've kind of already talked about it a little bit, but just look at his response. He, he, again, he refused. And then he said because of the fact that it would be sin against God that he didn't want to do it. And uh, this temptation, we all know what it's like, what it, what it, what it kind of, Talking about there, I would I would strongly uh, suggest that that if you that if you're old enough that you go study Proverbs chapter seven, uh, whether you be a young man or a young woman, because that'll show you what temptation will do, how it will do, and how it will try to pull you in. Uh, but but the thing is, is that as I was a, a younger person, they focused on 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 keeping yourself physically pure. All right. And, and by the grace of God, I can tell you that I, I did accomplish that. You keep yourself physically pure. But, but nobody told me about mentally, all right, spiritually speaking, keeping yourself pure, all right? And so, and so I would ask you that, 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 that there's more than just being physically pure. There's more than, than just being, uh, being able to say that you'd be able to stand up there pure. But you, you've got to be able to be able to stand up there and be able to be mentally pure as well, and that means to, to keep yourself away from, from from those devices and those things. All right, don't don't allow uh, yourself to become so tied to something. All right, uh, to to a TV show, to to uh, to popularity, to whatever it may be. All these things come together and co and coincide to, to to try to destroy you. That's what that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to destroy you. If he could have destroyed. Uh, uh, Joseph right here, then he'd have got a big victory. If if Joseph had gave in to this temptation, then then he couldn't have been second in command in Egypt, all right? And if he'd end up in prison, then, then he might not have made it out of prison. You understand what I'm saying? But because of the fact that he purposed in his heart and he stayed faithful to God and God, of course, was faithful to him, then we then we see that he was he was cast into prison eventually. Then he was remembered and he, he saw that he he heard that and gave that interpretation of that dream, and he was made second in Egypt. And we we know all know the story. After that, he was able to to redeem his his brother and his his uh, his his uh, father and them. Uh, and he and he shows that type, if you will, of of being able to be the savior uh, of of the of the saved people or the chosen people in that way. Just as Christ was our our savior, as he was our redeemer, and as he was able to do those things. But don't let don't let your mind destroy you because you might look right on the outside. You might dress right on the outside. You might do everything just like everybody wants you to do it. But if you keep yourself mentally pure, then you're doing it for the right reasons. All right? You're not just doing it because of the fact that mom and daddy tell you to do it. Or you're not just doing it because of the fact that you know your pastor wants you to do it. Or you're not just doing it because of the fact that, that, uh, that you, you hang out with that particular uh, group of buddies and and you want to you want to fit in with them and that sort of thing because we all have uh, that deep recess of our mind or those those places that we go to where to where only we know what's going on there us and the Lord only only we know what we truly think about a standard or or what we truly think about a a a, a, a thing that's been preached on all right 
we can we can walk up there to the back and we can shake the preacher's hand and we can tell him, man, I really appreciated that, and we can talk about him and we can we can talk about the the wonderfulness of what he preached and how good it was and how how much of a blessing it was to us. But in the back of our mind, we're thinking to ourselves, ain't no way I'm going to do that. There ain't no way I'm giving up that TV. There ain't no way I'm giving up uh, the way I'm dressing. There ain't no way I'm giving up the way I'm talking. Uh, I don't care what mom and daddy says. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this even though. All right? And, 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 and can I tell you that, that that's a rebellious spirit. Whenever, whenever we have a rebellious spirit, we, we sometimes uh, are able to cover that up. Maybe people can't see it, but God knows about it. And so I just ask you to please, please think about, think about your actions. Think about the decisions you make now. Think about the fact that, that the things you take into your eyes, the things you take into your ears, it matters. It matters right now because eventually you'll be, you'll be and this is one of the things that aggravate me more than anything, is that I, I'll be at work and, and a certain song will come on the radio and I'll know every single word to it. And I'll be able to tell you what was going on when I heard it. And I'll think back on some wicked thing maybe that took place because of it. And, and that, you don't have to have that. All right? You don't have to have those things. You don't have to have those reminders. All right? Now, I have to tell you that those reminders help me uh, know what I got now. All right, for sure. But you don't have to have those reminders. All right, you, 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 you. Like I've already said, you, you, you look at those examples of those, those of your mothers and fathers and those that have invested in you, and you, you continue on for the Lord, and and you try to finish well because look, you're in the, like I've already been said, you're in the the prime of your life, so to speak. You're in the 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 beginning stages of your life before some of you before you step off into into adulthood, and some of you. You ain't even thought about stepping off into adulthood. But I can tell you that that uh that the, the easiest thing to do is just to be faithful. Just just continue to be faithful to the things that you that you that you've already heard, that you've already uh, had instilled in you, that you've already had people train you in, and then and then take and uh and and, and try to this is the thing that, that I that I really wanted to kinda kinda push home if I can, is that as I grew up, like I've already said, I had people that invested in me. They loved me. They kept me safe, all those sort of things. But as I, as I began to go into adulthood, I didn't have that, 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 that place to where, you, to where you have what you've been trained with and you can carry it over, okay? I, I had to, whenever, whenever my, my first pastor, my first real pastor, if you will, was, was, was Brother Seth. And, uh, and he, he had standards. And he, I could tell the way he had been raised and the way that, that he thought about things, and so I'm just going to be honest with you. As a 20 year old kid, I just, I just said, "Hey, if he can do it, I can do it," and so I began to try to live it that way. All right, and then eventually the Lord moved me over to Brother Bill's room, and I did the same thing. All right, I had, if he had a conviction, I had that conviction. You know what I mean? Didn't know why. All right, but as I, but as I, but I figured it worked for him. He was older than me. All right, you know what I mean? And so, but now that I've gotten older and I've been able to study my Bible, I've been able to see why they had those standards or why they had those convictions. And so as a young man or as a young lady, I would, I would beg you to please fall in love with your Bible. Dig into that thing and, and find out why mom and daddy told you not to do this and, 
and why these things happen. Read the book of Proverbs. Read, read the Psalms. Find out why. And, 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 and read Ecclesiastes and find out the result of living a vain life. Okay? And so, uh, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for, for, for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Father God, I thank you for, for being a God that is faithful. Lord God, I thank you for, for giving us examples throughout your word, Father God, of how you're faithful to, uh, to Joseph and how you've been faithful to us, Lord God. And Father God, I pray that you'd, you'd cleanse the message of, of any uh, missteps or any, anything that was said wrong, Lord God. And I pray that only truth would remain, Lord God. And I thank you for loving us. And I thank you for sending your son to die for us, Lord God. And Father God, I thank you for loving us enough that you'd give us a Bible, Lord God, that you wouldn't just leave us uh, with, with salvation and not knowing anything more, Lord God, but you loved us enough that you gave us a complete copy of your word. And Father God, I pray that we wouldn't take that for granted, Lord God, and I pray that, that these young people would dig into their Bible, Lord God. I pray that you would bless them to, to love your word above all things, Lord God. And Father God, I pray that your will would be done this day. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.